Well, news has come through, of course, that uh, Bruce Dixon, Victorian businessman, very well known through the hotel industry, has uh, purchased Macedon Lodge. Matt Tillett will be the general manager. Mark Player will take over as chairman. And Liam Howley and Andrew Forsman will be there as uh, the first two commercial trainers to uh, join Macedon Lodge. Andrew Forsman joins us now from New Zealand. How are you, Andrew? Thanks for joining us. No, no worries. Now, coming over last spring, you've come over a few times with Murray Baker and your partnership there. Last spring you came over and you targeted a few races and were successful. Had, had that whetted your appetite or had you been interested in the situation prior to that? Um, no, probably the success we had in Melbourne in the spring certainly was a big help. We got a lot of exposure um, and the team went well. And I, I know I've got a good ownership base in Melbourne to... I know that they were sort of keen that if I could set up some sort of a, a stable in Melbourne at some point that, that I'd get support. And um, I know there's New Zealand-based owners who would love to have the opportunity to race um, on a more consistent basis in, in, in Melbourne as well. So uh, when this opportunity came up, I jumped at it. When did the opportunity first come up, Andrew? Oh, I probably started talking to Mark Player probably around in November, early December, and went over in December and had a look at the facilities, met Bruce and Matt. Um, and went around the property and loved it. Um, it's beautiful. It's basically like having your own training set up. And, um, yeah, we'll, initially we'll just have a small team and test the waters and, and just make sure it all works before we get too serious about it. Andrew, how different is Macedon Lodge to the setup you've got back home where you've been working? Um, it's probably just a little bit more varied in the, in the training tracks. Obviously, there's an uphill gallop, which is excellent. And it's just... It's, quieter I suppose in Cambridge we've got brilliant facilities um, I think some of the best in Australasia but it is very busy there's a lot of horses trained there and I think Macedon's it's I love the fact that there's big paddocks for the horses it's a very casual sort of laid-back environment and I, I think it'll really suit horses and they'll thrive there. There's been some good winners come out of there a few Melbourne Cup winners and stayers it seems to have suited stayers but that doesn't necessarily mean uh, it's not going to uh, look after the spinners so I think a Blue Diamond winner might have come out of there as well. Yeah, absolutely. I think it, it caters for all horses, and I think it's just great facilities. There's um, a lot to work with there, and I think it's just a matter of catering what work you do to, to specific horses as you would at, at any training facility, and I think it will suit, suit anything, really. Andrew, have you sort of nutted out a plan as to how you're going to use the property exactly? Like, will you have horses here permanently, or will you just bring them over at carnival times? So have you got a bit of an idea as to how it's going to work for you? Yeah, early on we'll probably just have a smaller team base there permanently, try and have around 10 or so, just ones we think will suit. Um, it'll be sort of post the autumn carnival period by the time we get settled in there. Um, so that's probably not a bad time to just get get the systems going, see how it works logistically and, and see whether it's sort of something we can really expand on and make work long term. Andrew, I reckon New Zealand owners would have jumped on board at the drop of a hat because the prize money here compared to there is vastly different. Yeah, they have sort of been a lot of interest already. Um, obviously, it just gives you a second option, which is great. New Zealand racing still has its place, and there's a lot of good racing here for certain horses, and it suits most. But there will be the odd horse, especially through that quiet time here from about April through to when the track starts to improve into the latest part of the spring, that um, there's really good opportunities in Melbourne for, for certain horses that may have struck form and, and be lacking opportunities in New Zealand. Now, you were with Murray Baker for quite a while. Uh, his Larrick and son, Bjorn, came over and has done a wonderful job in Sydney. Murray just loved the homeland. He uh, would rather just do a fly-in, fly-out, hit-run visit. Yeah, yeah, and he was very good at it. Um, I know he did have a, a satellite set up at some point at Ballarat, and 
Um, I think I guess I sort of echo what Murray's always told me is I guess I'm going to be very reliant on the staff you've got there, and that's very important. If I feel at any point that um, it's not working or the systems aren't running as we need it to, then um, obviously that's something we we'll have to look into. But hopefully we can make it work. I'm confident we've got the right people involved at this stage, and it's just hopefully it's something that can carry on long term. Uh, Mr. Maestro, Andrew, where's uh, where's he at? Um, he's back in work. He will trial on the 17th um, and more than likely resume in the autumn states uh, on about the 11th, I think it is, February. What about she's lickety split? Where's she at? Yes, the same. So she's had the same time out. They've been in work the same amount of time. She'll trial on the 17th here as well. And then we'll just decide whether she goes to Sydney or Melbourne. So that's a bit of a decision we've got to make there yet. Andrew, you mentioned staff. Will you look at recruiting staff from back home in New Zealand who you know well and perhaps have worked with for quite a while? Yeah, that will be the key. Um, obviously, it's important that the people I know and trust and, more importantly, know how we like to train the horses um, and can sort of carry on the work we've done with them here. So, yep, that'll, that'll be the, the play initially anyway. Yeah, I've seen satellite setups here in Australia where they're employing people who they don't know and they, it just seems to be like a carousel. One leaves, another one comes, and after a while they fall over. It's not an easy thing to get right, and so that's why I'm very mindful that I don't want to jump into it with big numbers or get too carried away too soon. And like I said, it's nice that we sort of go in to start off at a relatively quiet period and we can just get the logistics side of it sorted, and, and hopefully it does work. Now, Andrew, in the press release, they say the first two commercial trainers set to join Macedon Lodge are yourself and Liam Howley. So, obviously, you'll train independently. Liam will have horses there, and you'll both just utilise the facilities. Yeah, we will. Um, and obviously, there'll be, I guess, there's, there's a lot of scope to grow, and there'll be more trainers coming, I'd imagine, in time. Um, and there's plenty of facilities for a lot more horses yet. So, I imagine Liam will probably have about 40-odd, and I'd hope to have about 10 initially to start off with, and... Yeah, it'll be nice to sort of at least have the place to ourselves initially and um, just work our way into it from there. What's the capacity at Macedon Lodge, if it will full up? Oh, I'm not sure. They are obviously going to do a lot of work. Bruce is keen to improve and sort of do a bit with the boxes there and and certainly build more. So I I couldn't tell you exact numbers, but I'm sure it'll be a lot more than what Liam Liam and I'll have, uh, and there is going to be scope for more trainers. You know, the one beard thing, you can work them whenever you want. Absolutely, yeah. It'll be, I might duck over there for a week or so and have a few sleep, and it'll be good. <laughs> <laughs> There'll be no light, so it'll be very good uh, working hours, which is great, and you can sort of do your own thing in that regard, which will be nice for the staff anyway. The structure, the, the way it looks, Masson Lodge is absolutely magnificent. And as you said, I think the relaxing attitude for horses is going to be a real winner. Yeah, I think it is. Um, obviously, it probably gets a little bit cold in the winter time, but as does most places in Melbourne and New Zealand. So, um, no, it's a, it's a lovely property and it's nice and quiet. That's what I love about it and certainly suits horses. Now, Andrew, I think I saw a report where at Caracca at the sales, you bought the sale topper? Um. At, at the ready to run sale, one of them. I yeah, think. I just saw a quick report. Oh, that was a, it. Was the topper of first the first day, and I got knocked off on the second day. So oh, yeah, right. he's, he's a lovely seven-year-old colt that's in work now and going to have his first jump out tomorrow. Now, with the sales here in Australia, will you come over and target these? Will you be looking to buy yearlings at these? Um, I won't get to Magic Millions at this stage. I'm just a little bit busy this probably this week and next looking at our Caracas horses. So I'll work through our yearlings first and maybe try and get. Um, to do a couple of the later sales in Australia for sure.
when you go looking for your yearlings these days, because the price money over here is good in the staying ranks as well as the spreading, do you find it easier to, to sell or move on a staying bed yearling these days? Um, probably. I think it's certainly everyone's looking for that golden slipper horse, and often they're very highly priced, and um, often the higher priced horses are easier to sell, but there's a lot of competition when you get up and going as two-year-olds. Everyone's trying to win the same race, so um, the stayers can often be a little bit more fruitful long-term. I made a comment before you came on that even if you buy a bargain basement job, there's usually a syndicate somewhere who have a budget and they'll be prepared to take a horse on. Yeah, absolutely. Um, there's, oh, good, there's horses for everyone. There's plenty of them, so it's just great that given what we've been through in the last few years with COVID and the economy probably starting to struggle a touch, that people are still keen to race horses. Now, I'm not going to ask you what you learned from Bjorn Baker because that could spell trouble, but I will ask, what did you, what's the best thing you learned from his dad, Murray? He's a master trainer. Yeah, he was. Um, I think the best thing about Murray was he was just so consistent. He was always there. He always had his finger on the pulse. Um, and that's obviously something that, that I've tried to replicate. And um, he's just you're always keeping an eye on things. He knew his horse as well. And, and he just he never wavered. When he got a good horse, he just did, kept to his systems. And I think that shone through. Andrew, finally, is New Zealand racing on the up or is it at a plateauing stage at the moment? I think it's going well enough. It's holding its own. I think we just have to be a little bit realistic. We don't have the economy to to really sort of pump through the, you know, the statement is never going to be at a ridiculous level. Um, but I think it serves a purpose, that's for sure. And having Australia so close, if you have a good horse, we're lucky that we've got th- that option to go over there and, and have a go for some decent prize money. Well, we wish you all the best. You will be like a kid in a toy shop when you get to Massive and Lodge, won't you? Yeah, looking forward to it. I can't wait. Well, we wish you all the best, and uh, have a great 2023, Andrew. Great to catch up. Thanks very much, guys. You too. Andrew Forsman. Yeah, and, uh,